Well, good morning. Welcome to Faith Community United Methodist Church. It is good to be with you once again on this sixth Sunday of Easter. Yes, we're still in the midst of the Easter season. So Christ is risen. I'm glad you didn't forget. That's good. It is Easter still. It's one of those things where we often just take Easter for granted and forget about it. And we do that all year. Every Sunday is a little Easter. We're always celebrating the risen Lord. Today also just happens to be Mother's Day. So we welcome all mothers and we wish you a happy Mother's Day. It is also a beautiful day for us to be able to rejoice in the Lord as we can rejoice always. I want to also turn your attention to our announcements there are those listed out for you. We have uh, our coins. I want to mention that our coins for missions. Our children will be uh, coming out and uh, asking for coins that during the children's time, so be prepared for that. Uh, we have our men's and women's groups will be meeting this week. Also check the calendar of events for uh, different meetings that are going on. I want to specifically mention that the Ad Board is meeting this Thursday, so if you're a part of the Administration Board, please make sure that is in your plans. Also for uh, the next couple weeks we are collecting, as you may have seen when you came in, uh, for our conference we're, they're collecting uh, laundry detergent and shampoo items in order to gather for uh, UMCOR's uh, missions in the area when there's disasters that come. They have distributions where they provide these kinds of items uh, among other things, but they're collecting the, the detergent, laundry detergent and uh, shampoo and the larger bottles. So take note of the sizes that are listed in your bulletin uh, and bring those in the next couple of Sundays because conference is the first of June and we'll be taking those with us when we go. Uh, I think that is all we have for our announcements this morning. So let us get our mindset in the frame of worship and we'll begin with our call to worship. Good morning and happy Mother's Day. Uh, if you would please stand for the call to worship, please. From the north and the south, from the east and the west, all, all are welcome, welcome here. With hands raised high or hearts quietly pondering, we come to worship God. Bring our love, opening our minds. We draw near, near to God, God, near to each other, and, and near, near to Christ, Christ the, the Word of God. God. If you would remain standing for our opening hymn, I Sing the Almighty Power of God, which is number 152 in your United Methodist hymnal.
Thank you. You may be seated. <clears throat> Please join me in our opening prayer printed in your bulletin. God of all nations, for creating us in all our diversity, yet calling us together in our common humanity, we offer you our thanks and praise. Speak to us with your spirit of truth. Reveal to us your loving presence and guide us to display your loving spirit in all that we say and in all that we do. Amen. The children would come forward, please, for the children's moment. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Got a couple more coming here. Come on over. You might need to introduce yourself. Do you know who I am? I thought so. <laughs> you know, I'm married. I wasn't sure. Did you, I'm married to this guy. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. My name is Suzanne. So, you see all these carnations up here? Do you know what they're for? For Mother's Day. Did you know it was Mother's Day? Have you done something special for your mom today? What are some things that you've done for your mom today? Made her breakfast, gave her gifts. That's a good thing. You made her a picture? Oh, I bet she loved that. Mm -hmm. Did you do something different? Yeah. Oh. What was got that? A present. Got her a present. That's good. Why do you give gifts for Mother's Day? You, they do a bunch of stuff for you. Are you grateful for the things that they've done for you? Yeah. So when you think of mom, what are some things that you think of? Work and fun? Okay, well, I'm glad you put both of those together, right? <laughs> why, do, why does mom make you work? So the house can stay clean and you can be good. I can remember a story once where my son told me when he went off to college on his own. And he said, I always thought that the reason you made me do things was because you just wanted slave labor. <laughs> and then I realized when I went off to college, he said that it was actually because you were teaching me how to keep my house clean and how to take care of laundry and doing things. So moms are, are here to help you learn, right? And moms are here. They show you love. Well, today, Pastor Jeff is going to talk about who God is. And the reason I wanted to talk about who moms are is because I think moms are the tangible presence of God in our lives. Because moms show us how to love. They show us how to do things like keep the house clean and make our house, homes orderly and and they teach us good lessons, right? Um, what's something that your mom has taught you that you learned a long time ago that you still remember? To be kind to others. <coughs> to read. There's all sorts of things moms teach us, right? And moms are that tangible presence of God in our lives because God wants to teach us the same things. Are there some times when moms do things that you don't like? What's something that mom does that you don't like? <laughs> she does. That's a tough question. That is a tough question. Does mom sometimes tell you no to things that you want to do? Why does she tell you no? Because they might not be right or they might not be good for us. It might be something that we shouldn't do to, to protect us. All of these things are the things that God does for us as well. And so mom is that tangible presence of God in our lives. And so we love God. There's an expression from Scripture. We love God because he first loved us. We love mom because she first loved us too. So she's that tangible, real presence of God in our lives. So make sure today that you... if 
you already have said you've done some things to appreciate mom. But remember that she loved you first. So show that appreciation and love back to her. Okay? Let's have a prayer and then we'll get a snack. All right. Thank you, God, for the beautiful, wonderful mothers in our lives. Even the women who may not be our moms biologically are still presence of you in our lives. And so we thank you for all of these beautiful women who help teach us how to love and do the things that are helpful to us in our lives. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we do the buckets? Maybe do that first. Get your coins ready. Thank you, and please join us in our prayer hymn, Spirit of the Living God, number 393 in your United Methodist Hymnal. This morning, during our prayer time, I want to focus on praying for uh, the Mother's Day. I have, over uh, the past couple years, I have looked at many different resources for, you know, what are the prayers that we can have on Mother's Day that would be ones that would be uh, fulfilling for all. And so I've taken some things from many different resources, and I've put together something uh, that I feel is uh, doing some justice. Um, so today I'd like to share this prayer with you. Loving God, you created such a precious identity and role for a woman who raises children. We call this role mother, mommy, or mom. All of us are grateful for the one who brought us into this world. 
However, in the brokenness of this world, the one who raises us may not be the same person. Lord, for those who are and have been mom to us, either natural or otherwise, we are grateful. We thank you for all the ways mom takes care of us, how mom teaches us, how mom sacrifices so much for her family. We give thanks for the faith and spirituality that mom passes on to the next generation. We appreciate mom who works so hard in and out of the home to provide for the many physical, emotional, and spiritual needs for her family. And we thank you, Lord, for the passion and heart for mom has to work hard and glorify you. We are grateful for how you strengthen, equip, and empower mom to fulfill her role. We pray for the new mom, the woman who is learning how to care for a baby, how to juggle all the new and existing responsibilities, experiencing sleepless nights, and doing her best to soothe and nourish her little one. We pray that she would find peace and rest in this beautiful yet challenging season in the life of her family. We ask that you would grant her wisdom, that you would teach her, and that you would give her confidence in this new role. Pour into her, Lord, giving her strength and holding her family together through all the transitions and changes. Surround her with family and friends who will support her, be there for her, and encourage her. Give her courage to ask for help and share what's on her heart and mind as she cares for a new baby. Let her savor this time and find hope that she can do all things through Christ Jesus. We thank you for the mom whose children have been raised and are now adults. We pray for the mom who is going through seasons of change as her children move out of the house, go off to college, start a family of their own, and venture into new careers. We pray for the mom who is learning how to be the parent to a child who is all grown up and now an adult. We pray for the mom who is hoping her adult children comes to know you, O Lord, as their Lord and Savior. Help this mom to speak life and truth to her adult children. We pray for the woman who isn't a mom, yet desires in her heart to have a family. You know the anticipation, the sadness, or hopelessness she may be feeling. We trust, Lord, that you are with her and can bring the comfort and rest that she needs. We pray, O oh God, that you would remind her of her worth, that she is made in your image, and that you love her unconditionally. Calm her fears and worries. Relieve her anxieties and aching heart. Help her to trust you in all, in all circumstances. We pray for the woman whose life, for whatever reason, did not include becoming a mom. Lord, affirm her today that she is also honored for who she is and for her many roles that have given her opportunities to mentor and nurture children in her life. Lord, we lift up the mom who has an estranged relationship with her children. You know her story. You know what weighs heavy on her heart and mind, especially this time of year when motherhood is celebrated. We pray that you would mend the broken hearts and hear the prayers of these mothers and children. We ask that relationships would be restored in Jesus' name. We ask that hurts and offenses would be forgiven and that you would bring peace to these hurting families. And finally, Lord, we ask that you would bless all women. We pray that you would bless them with wisdom which comes from heaven. We ask that you would bless them with peace that surpasses all understanding. And let your blessing be on them so that they would rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. We ask that you bless the work of their hands, bless them with deep hope in you. Lord, bless them in all with love, hope, and faith as they go about their days. We pray this blessing upon them in the name of the risen Lord, Jesus Christ. And now, with one voice, let us share together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory Amen.
as we recognize each week that we are the body of Christ that is in this community. It is through our commitment to the Lord, to serve the Lord in many different ways, that we are able to be the church in the community in many different ways, sharing our gifts and our talents and our resources. This week we were at St. Paul's on the east side of Dayton uh, helping to serve a meal. It was something that was uh, something that it was first for me to be able to do, but it was something that also helped me understand how we truly are connected to those around us. So let us continue to be the church, and it requires us to be giving back what we have been given. Ushers, would you please wait upon us? join together in the prayer of dedication. God of all creation, you offer us so many blessings, great blessings, even miracles, through the gifts we now bring, that others may sense your abiding presence and know your extravagant love. In gratitude and hope we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Today's Gospel reading is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 17, verses 21 through 31. Then Paul stood in front of the Areophages and said, Athenians, I see how extremely spiritual you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with the inscription, To an unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown this I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and everything in it, he who is Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mortals 
life and breath and all things. From one ancestor, he made all peoples to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps fumble about for him and find him, though indeed he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we too are his offspring. Since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deity is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of mortals. While God has overlooked the times of human ignorance, now he commands all people everywhere to repent, because he has fixed a day on which he will have the world judged in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed, and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Amen. Good morning. When I was asked to sing this day, I was trying to think of what would be an appropriate song for this day and for this audience. And uh, Suzanne's children's message actually kind of led right into it. <laughs> so um, the greatest gift we all receive and can give is God's gift of love through our mothers. To that, I dedicate this song. Last weekend, Suzanne and I went to Cleveland to celebrate our son's and our daughter-in-law's birthdays. On our way home, we decided uh, to stop at the mall north of Columbus, the outlet mall there, since it was uh, just a nice day. We didn't really have something specific that we were shopping for, although we did buy some things. Mostly, we just enjoyed walking around and browsing in all the shops. The attraction of malls is that 
Well, we can find a variety of things all in one place. There are several specialty shops which made it easy, you know, it makes it easy when you know what you want. I decided I, well, I wanted some new jeans, so we went to the Levi's store. Suzanne wanted a new summer top, so we found some lady apparel shops that we could look at. Depending on what we were looking for, we just hopped from shop to shop. After about an hour, we got back in the car and we finished our ride home. A few days later, though, I opened my Bible and I, I reread the scripture that I had picked out a few weeks ago to preach on today. And as I was reading it, I was reminded of my trip to the outlet mall. Hmm. Well, the Areopagus, that's how I'm saying it. I don't know which is how you actually say this word, but we're going with that. Uh, the location where Paul was standing as he shared about the God he knew, what is described as the cultural center of Athens. In the Areopagus, you would find just about everything that you needed. It was the marketplace. It was the center of temples. And even the courts were located here. Depending on what you wanted, you could go from shop to shop, from temple to temple, to law office, to courtroom. It's kind of like the mall. And as, I, as I was thinking about it being like the mall, I was convicted. Convicted by the thought that our malls could represent <coughs> modern day centers of idol worship. See, the ancient temples of idol worship were places where people went to to worship specific gods to hopefully receive a blessing according to what that god controlled. There were gods of fertility, of sun, of rain, prosperity, health, strength, and so many more. So when I think about the shops at the mall, I see so much of what we worship today. Some of the idols today include status or image, sports, food, fame, knowledge, nature, freedom, and more. I can say Paul, see Paul standing at the mall and saying what he said to the Athenians of his day. And saying something like, I see how extremely spiritual you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with an inscription to an unknown God. The pagan worship community actually had a temple that was set aside to an unknown God, perhaps as a catch-all God, when other gods didn't answer the plea. Today we may not have a specific temple for an unknown God, but people are worshiping idols and don't even know it. In so many ways, we misplace our worship and direct our worship, well, toward ourselves and toward our own creations. Problem is, well, we aren't worthy of worship. However, the God revealed in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is worthy of our worship. God is not hidden from us, but sometimes we act like we, we don't even know God. We can know God because God knows us and wants us to know. The reality is that when we know God, we will respond with worship. So who is God revealed in Jesus Christ, our risen Lord? Now, Paul's message to the Athenians shared quite a bit of who God is if we take a closer look. What he presented could be described as an introduction. Sometimes we might call it a bio. As we work through what Paul had to say, I encourage you, all of us, to let these truths of God, to move beyond knowledge about God to truly knowing God. This is that movement I've talked about from head to heart that leads us to authentic worship. So Paul there, pointing out the altar to an unknown God, he said, What therefore you worship as 
unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, He who is Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in shrines made by human hands. Just in these few words alone, Paul said so much. I want to highlight three realities that come to light here. And the first is God is creator of all. For some of us, this is an easily accepted reality as the truth. But there are so many who struggle with this. There are people constantly trying to prove that there is no God at all. But even those of us who credit God as creator... We take it all for granted, or at least we're not in awe of the one who created us and everything else that is so intricately and specifically created with purpose. I think we are blinded by our consumerism today. We're so readily, we so readily consume all of what creation has to offer that we aren't worried about where or from whom it came from. We don't take time to be in wonder and amazement. You see, everything we consume, everything we experience, everything we ourselves create comes from everything that God created. We are because God is. We can be in awe of our Creator. Second, God is Lord of all. Well, this is logical thinking, right? The, the one who created everything should have power and authority regarding it all. This may make sense to us, but at the same time, we want to lord over everything and anything we can on our own. Sure, our Creator did give us superiority over all of the other creatures, but God maintains supreme authority. We always answer to the Lord. Too often we lose sight of this truth and take control of our lives and others around us. You see, everywhere we look, there is a power struggle. Think about it, that's in households, in businesses, in communities, in governments, and even in churches. As long as we are fighting for power and authority, we are unable to worship the one who truly has it. Jesus has all authority. Know Jesus as Lord. Third, God is everywhere. Now, idol worship depends on having an actual created image of the gods to contain their presence and their power. Temple shrines were created to literally house the gods. Images formed from wood, stone, and metal were carried around by people to take their gods with them. Paul proclaims God cannot be contained or controlled in this way. Because at the same time, the Lord is always available to us wherever we are. See, we don't have to go to a building to have access to God's presence and power in our lives. We don't have to carry a trinket to assure us that God is with us. Because it's wherever we are, God is there. Maybe you've read of King David describing the God that he knew, and he wrote, Where can I go from the Spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your right hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me, hold me fast. In other words, there is no place, physically or spiritually, that God isn't present. With that said, there are special places special gathering places like here at the church, or maybe you have in your home a quiet space that you have set aside that we can go to help us focus on the Lord's presence. God is not limited to these spaces. Knowing the Spirit is always present and accessible 
It should give us this reason to face the day unafraid and to praise the Lord. And then we ask, ever-present Creator and Lord, what more is there to know? So Paul continued proclaiming that not only is God not confined to the shrines, nor is He served by human hands as though He needed anything, since He Himself gives to all mortals life and breath and all things. How we know God impacts how we serve the Lord. So if in, in, in some way we believe that God needs us, then pride is our motivation to serve. Well, this is the opposite of what should be our motivation. It is in humility that we recognize our deep dependence on God and in response we make ourselves available to the Lord as servants. See, There is nothing we have to give that the Lord is in any way dependent on what we have to offer. God is whole, holy, and the source of life. You see, it is in Christ that we are made whole because God is by definition whole, complete. We, through uh, the sanctifying grace and the powerful work of the Holy Spirit, become holy because God is holy. And it is in Christ that we experience abundant life that is everlasting because the Lord is the one who sustains life. But apart from God, well, we see what happens with humanity. It is on full display throughout the world. We see the brokenness, the impurity, and the evil that devalues and discounts life. Knowing God is our only hope and hope for the world. We serve the Lord because we know this to be true and are motivated by it. So we might ask ourselves, what motivates God such that we have been given life in the first place? So Paul explained, from one ancestor he made all peoples to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of their places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps fumble about for Him and find Him. Though indeed he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, speaking to the Athenians. For we too are his offspring. Now even in our brokenness, we make this connection that our children are a product of our love. We love our children with the hope that they would love us too. The crazy thing about love is that it can't be forced, otherwise it is not love. Love is something that is given, that is, that is something we share. Sure, it is, it is easier to love someone when you receive love back in return. But true love is given without any kind of expectations. God gives us time and space to know His love without expectation or manipulation. Here's what we need to know. God is love. Now, one of my seminary professors, his name is Paul Chilko, and he's a dear friend of, of mine and of our, our family, actually. Uh, but he, he explained God's love being centrifugal force that is the product of the relationship within the Trinity. Now, you all have been to science class before, don't you? You remember the discussion that was held between centrifugal and centripetal forces. Do you remember your science class, anyone? No? I'm sure there's a science teacher somewhere that's very disappointed right now. <clears throat> but centripetal forces are drawn inward to the center, where centrifugal forces are drawn outward or extend outward from the center and we're talking about centrifugal that extend outward so the relationship within the trinity 
generates love that extends from the core of God's being outward. Pure love is poured out into everyone, into all of creation. Every human being is a product of God's love and is loved by God. Jesus, God in the flesh, demonstrates this love to everyone and calls for his disciples to follow him. So if we know Jesus, we know pure love. And the more we know, the more we are motivated to love others with agape love. That's a Greek word, Greek for love, that says this is love that is unconditional. That's what God pours out on us. Receiving this kind of love and extending it out moves us to sing out Charles Wesley's old hymn that says, Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? We should be amazed by Jesus' love. It is limitless and indescribable. Yet we try to put God's love, even God, into a box. And Paul warned, since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deity is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of mortals. Remember, God is creator. We were created for an allotted time in history to live in various places to experience the life that we are gifted with. God is eternal. Before anything was, God is. Now we aren't very good at grasping timelessness because we have always lived bound by time as mortals. Even though Jesus has promised that in him we are no longer bound by time, we continue to live as though we are. The hurdle of time is one we must overcome. Knowing God has, has no bounds opens us to believing that this can be our reality. For this reality to be for us, to be true for us, God must provide the way and we must accept it. So Paul concluded, while God has overlooked the times of human ignorance, now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed the day on which he will have the world judged in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. See, knowing God in the person of Jesus Christ is the way our shackles of sin and death are broken to clear the way for us to live free now and forever. God is Savior. God's grace reveals to us, first and foremost, our sinful nature, our need for a Savior and Jesus, the crucified and risen Lord, as our Savior. There is no other God. We are not God. God is revealed to us in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So with this before us, we are to repent of our idol worship and worship the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so I ask, do we know the Lord our God, creator of all, Lord of all, everywhere, who is everywhere, always whole and holy, the source of life, Lord of love, who is without a beginning or an end, who has come as one of us, fully human and fully divine, to be the Savior of all. Jesus is the risen Lord. Do we know him? I pray we do. And may we all know him more each and every day. Amen. Please rise as we sing together because he lives.
because I know that He holds the future. It's because He lives that I can trust the day, tomorrow, and forevermore. Knowing God, all of the things we talked about today, and worship Him. Go in peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.